0: Shut
1: up and sit down. Greetings from the heartland of America, Guthrie, Oklahoma, and Hoboken Coffee Roasters. This is the Bold Leadership Podcast, where we are building bold leaders to solve tomorrow's toughest challenges. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for taking the time. The Bold Leadership Podcast is published every Tuesday for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at www.exsin.co. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed, iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud favorites. You can also follow us on Twitter, at The Bold Leaders, and Facebook. All links are in the show notes. And now, here are your hosts, former Air Force pilot, commander, and business owner Dave Evans, with his partner in crime, former combat controller, wealth advisor, and deal maker extraordinaire, Phil Nichols. Let's get into the show. Well, welcome to another episode of Bold Leadership, Bold Leadership, episode 47, Walk the Talk. Now, I've got to be honest with you, if you're a parent, you understand exactly what this means, especially if your child has ever done anything wrong. Many times, you have fallen victim to the old adage, do as I say, not as I do. Now, if you're a parent, an organizational leader, or whatnot, let me tell you, this can impact your culture in such a negative way, it's not even funny. And you know what I'm saying. So, Phil, you ever know any leaders that don't walk the talk? They say, do as I say, not as I do. And what was the impact of the organization? No, all
0: my leaders were all perfect. So it was just, it was... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that that person hasn't been... uh born yet the one that does everything right but uh, i guess one was but we know what we did with him right so
1: we, we do uh, so, we do.
0: yeah i mean when you, when you have somebody that that doesn't walk the the talk and somebody that will say do this do this do this and then they do the exact opposite um it it destroys the just the fiber of a team You know, it's, um, we've all, you know, when we were in the military, I know we, we both had opportunities to serve with people that were outstanding leaders and then people that were still learning to become leaders. And it's, it's easy to distinguish the two, you know, you know, I always tried, uh, and of course, like everything else that I've ever applied, it's something that I learned from somebody else, but I've always tried to, um, not ask people to do things that I either hadn't done myself or wasn't willing to do myself at that moment, and I think that gives you a, a sense of credit. It's 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 a it's a piece of credibility, and and um, you know people respond to that. You know people would rather respond to a leader that's not perfect than a leader that acts like he's perfect, right? Oh, absolutely. So so I think having the ability to to uh, really do what you say. Is a big, big deal. It's just credibility.
1: So, so we talk about doing what you say. You know, walk the talk. As a special operator, Mm -hmm. what happened when leaders took shortcuts, and what was the impact to the team? Yeah, people died.
0: (laughs) I mean, ultimately, uh, unfortunately, I mean, it's and you know, and unfortunately, you know that that happens every day. You know, there's, um, you know, in a general in a basic operation. I mean, you might be. military intelligence it's a long standing joke right i mean people it's like an her, oxymoron, it's an oxymoron right it's an oxymoron but but it's also an impossible job because things change so much and you could have something that's wonderful wonderfully correct at 0, 0400 and by 0, 0800 five things have changed because yeah, it's just the nature of the business well, it's a fluid environment right you're, you're C- f- fighting a moving animal very fluid and so that's where walking what you talk is so important in that scenario because you really have to lean on your previous experiences your you know you know this is similar to this or when i, I experienced something similar to this before I and mean, when i did this this was the outcome um and i think without walking your talk previously you know, you're you're putting people in in this in this scenario uh, life and death situations—you're putting them in a really into harm's way. You know, if you look at a business today, it might be losing that big contractor or securing a client that you worked worked to get for four years, and now you get them, and because you don't walk your talk, meaning maybe you said, "Yeah, we can do this, 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 and this, and this." And maybe you can only do five of those six things, and that one thing is what now costs you that account that you spent all those years trying to develop and, and gain. So it doesn't just apply, obviously, to direct reports or folks in your direct organization. I mean, walking your talk applies to your clients, to your prospective clients, to vendors. You know, you, you get a reputation for either being a person that does what they say when they say they're going to do it, or you get a reputation for somebody that doesn't. It's, and you know, so it's it, important.
1: It, it's So it's interesting. So we have people on television currently making some very, pretty profound statements against other people who have <laughs> made mistakes in their life. Yeah. And lo and behold, these individuals that are casting the first stones yeah. have made similar mistakes. They, they all. We all live in a glass house, right? We do. And, and so. so the sinner among us who has not sinned, be the first one to cast a stone. I'm butchering that Bible verse. But I think it's important as a leader that before we start talking ill and talking about how horrible certain people are, actions, absolutely. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. Um, But when we start talking negatively, we should make sure that, you know, we are walking the talk. Um, I can tell you a number of times in my career when I noticed – leaders that would tell you to do one thing flying an airplane. They would do the other. And they would do the. They're the instructor. This is what the book says. And then when they wouldn't do it, you ask the question, you go, well, I'm more experienced than you are. Right. Well, those are the same people that we did mishap investigations on. Yeah. Um, you look at what has happened with Enron. You look at what has happened with Barney Madoff and how he did certain things with his team and nobody knew what he was doing or they knew what they were doing. And they accepted it because the boss was doing it and it was wrong.
0: Yeah, it was implied it was okay because he was doing it even though they knew it wasn't okay. And, and you make those decisions. That's it's called selective integrity, right? <laughs> I mean, so when you, when you see a teammate doing something that you know is not correct, whether it's now obviously with Madoff, it was illegal. Not only was it ethically wrong, it was legally wrong. But, you know, many times there's things out there in the business world that are done that are legal, They haven't broken any law, but they're ethically just flat wrong. And, you know, that's why we talk about culture so much. And you've got to have a culture that that really encourages and demands that people are open and communications open and that there's not this environment or this culture of if you do something wrong, you're, you know, you're going to get in trouble. You know, I mean, it's. Now, don't get me wrong. There's some things you can do that, you know, you can't you can't um, recover from at that place where you may be working. Um, and I'm speaking primarily about an ethical, if you made an ethical mis- misstep or something along those lines, there are consequences for our actions. But if it's, at least in our organizations, you know, if it's a mistake made while trying to make something happen and trying to do something that was correct, those are learning opportunities, right? And And as long as people learn from those and they move forward and they they apply that knowledge that newfound knowledge as they make future decisions, then that's a positive. that's cheap tuition, you know, but um, being a leader that talks and doesn't walk is bad, bad, bad. I mean you've got to you've got to be out there in the last three feet, um, belly button to belly button getting things done.
1: no doubt. And that brings us to the next question I have and you kind of addressed it but let's get more in depth cuz it's important. You know, what is the impact on organizational culture when a leader doesn't walk the talk? I mean, what what are what are what do we see that happens and how does that how does the team kind of divide itself and, and honestly protect itself? Yeah from that uh, leader that is, is not doing what he, should or, he or she should be doing? Well,
0: you'll start seeing things like there'll be disengagement, obviously, from teammates. There'll be folks will do just the bare minimum that they have to. Um, they're going to, uh, in some cases, completely withdraw and, and will leave the organization. We've seen that. Um, you know, All things that happen when that type of thing occurs are very, very bad. And they can be devastating. Now, the good news is, is that it can be corrected and it can be fixed, but it's got to be caught very early on. And most importantly, you got to have a leader that is accepting of the fact that, hey, I, I was doing this wrong.
1: So that that brings up another point. You know, we like to give the listeners tools every yeah. day. And I think it's important now to talk about tools for leaders To avoid this. And one of the tools I would offer, and then you can jump on in, is you need to have a system in place where the lowest level employee in your company can call nonsense. I'll use a word I probably shouldn't use, but call BS. Yep. If something's going wrong, they can flag it and have a method in the company where it's flagged and it gets to your level as a leader. Because your filters between you and the lowest level worker in your company are going to prevent that information from traveling up.
0: And so what happens when you create an environment like that, when you have an environment where the newest of new employee has been given permission to say, Hey, you know, as we're walking out these projects, whatever project it may be, you have, you have the, I'm giving you permission to throw a flag on me, if you will. Yep. And to say, Hey, you know, I was, I know we were talking about this, but I was thinking that this probably is, is is more along the lines of what we should be doing, or you know, hey, you said this, but that doesn't align with what our our mission statement says, or what our you know outcome is, or outcome, outcome objectives are. But you got to have a just an easy. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. It can be a, a Google share. It can be I mean there can be all kinds of different ways where you just communicate it back. It can and
1: be forth. a yellow flag you throw. Literally you make it can it be fun. a yellow
0: flag. If you're in the same office, throw a yellow flag. Don't hit them with the bing bag, but throw a yellow
1: flag. Well you'll get ejected from the game which right. happened this yeah, weekend yeah, if you yeah, saw you, that. Yeah. You gotta
0: go. Yeah. But <laughs> but I think just having just having um again culture that encourages that kind of free communication back and forth. And again, if the, if everybody that's involved is truly there for the right reasons and is truly wanting to get what should be all of our ultimate goal is the best outcome for our clients, then something like a yellow flag moment isn't going to, isn't going to shake you to your core. You're going to be appreciative of that so you can get better and and ultimately get to where you want to be, which is to to, to provide best-in-class services
1: to your and, client. And the fun thing about this is, you know, sometimes as a leader, you understand the situation better than the employee. Right. So they throw that yellow flag. It's an opportunity to, if you need to, we can pick that yellow flag up and talk about yeah. their perspective. Wave the flag off. Yeah, wave the flag off. And have, <laughs> right. and have that mentorship moment with your right. team and grow the team to focus on your mission that matters. So I mean it gives you a lot of power as a leader when you open that communication and allow the youngest and newest people in the organization to to openly discuss their concerns.
0: Yeah, I mean it's a uh, you know the, the reason why so many people don't develop in organizations is because there's no process for them to develop. And I know that's something we're we're both very excited about as we've got some some new stuff coming out that we think is really going to revolutionize private sector business as far as continuous development and preparation for the next gig within the organization. But that's, that's a whole other topic. But I think you got to have that process in play. You've, you've got to have a system. Uh, and, and to your point, Dave, you should make it fun. I mean, it should be enjoyable to get better. You know, it does, everything doesn't have to be drudgery.
1: Then it'd be a controversy. No,
0: it doesn't uh, have to be this big thing. I mean, you know, you know, we spend so much more time with those people that we work with professionally than we do our own family, which, you know, is crazy, but it's, it's real world. And, um, you know, we need to, we need to treat our, our work peer group or family the same as we do our home life family which is if there's a problem or a concern, I don't know about your house, Dave. or Actually, I do. I know the answer to this. But but I know when Miss Tanya sees me doing something I'm not, I mean, she'll call BS on me in yeah, a half absolutely. a second. Yep. And, and, as she should. And And, you know, we need to have that same mentality in the workplace. You know, there's got to be that acceptance that the person's coming at you from a place of, concern and wanting to get better and not a place of, Oh, I gotcha, you know, and that's really a big part of it. So much of what we do is how do we communicate? It's not, it's not what we're saying. It's how we're saying it. And yeah, I could have somebody call up and say, Phil, I'm really hurt by, What you said, and and I and or another person come and say, listen, what you said is a bunch of blah blah blah, and start going off on me. And I can promise you, you're going to get a different reaction from me. (laughs) It's the same. It's the same. You're you're delivering the same message, but it's just how do you approach it? And
1: communication is important, right? uh, Talk. You you talk about all the time. Speak softly.
0: Speak softly. You got to talk soft to each other. I mean, in your personal life, you need to talk soft. In your professional life, you need to talk soft. It's just a, it's an absolute must. If you want to have peace in your life professionally and personally is talk soft. You know, my dad taught me a long time ago that he would rather have things right with my mother, meaning him and her than to be right. And, and what he was trying to say was that so many times there's disagreements in relationships that are really, it may not start out this way but it ends up being about, I got to prove that I'm right. Yeah. And you, you know, it's just crazy. So the next time you're in a disagreement with your spouse or your loved one, after you've been going at it for about five minutes, just hit pause and look at each other and see if you can even remember what you guys are really arguing about <laughs> because nine times out of 10, you're, you're not going to be able to,
1: ah, that's uh, fair So
0: statement. you know? So anyway, that's, that's the, uh, five minute marriage counseling for the day. That's good, and, and, and you know, <laughs> you know,
1: t- talking softly is important to me. And, and yeah. both of us, Type A Bulldogs, door yeah. breakers down. It's it's a lot of work, right? It's a to, lot of to do work. That. And, and Andrew will tell you first yep. and foremost, I'm not very good at it, and I'm, I still need to continue to work on it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, one thing I'll offer to the to the group today that's listening: another opportunity in your staff meetings. Um, to have an ugly baby moment. Yep. And, and what I mean by that is you put a picture of an ugly baby on the board. Okay, what are the ugly babies out there in the organization that we need to lay on the table? And what are the proposed fixes for those ugly babies? So um, walking the talk is allowing your people in the meeting with the group to talk about things that are wrong in the organization and propose solutions and then solicit feedback from the team on how they may see it or they may see it differently to offer uh, ways to get better and be more efficient.
0: Right. I think, you know, the ugly baby, mo- baby moment is significant because too many times we don't want to look at our flaws. We want to just focus on the things that we perceive as our strengths. And the irony in that is as many times those things we perceive as strengths really aren't strengths.
1: Well, we put lipstick on it and a yeah. little bond on, yeah. bond on it and yeah. they look really pretty now. No, yeah. they don't. It's, yeah. still it's still an ugly Call baby. still an ugly baby. Call it what it That's is. Right. Lay it on the That's table. Right.
0: Let's fix let's it. Have that you know? discussion. Yeah, let's <laughs> fix it. So... But but you know just again it's communication right it's having the ability to to um to accept critique criticism whatever you want to call it coach i mean call it whatever you want to call it but it's it's the ability to accept be accepting of that and learn from that and then spread it throughout the organization so that it's received by all you know i i like to tell people kids are going to find out soon enough that their parents aren't perfect, so why don't you just tell them yourself um that way you can start helping them avoid some of the landmines you stepped in as a as a as a young person you know it's uh you know every every day with a teenager is a new joyful experience right and and so many times we got to remember to to how you teed up this talk today we got to remember what it was like to be 15 16 17 18 years old or 23 27
1: 32 i was the smartest guy in the world in the world in the absolutely world. in the world i was in the smartest guy in the world well except <laughs> for me
0: but yeah so i mean it was yeah so i mean there's just uh, it's just you know reflection can be a great tool and recollection is an even stronger tool you know i mean so you you got to really be able to reflect and then take yourself back to where you were in a similar situation and apply those things as you're talking softly to
1: people. That is a fact. So you got to walk the talk. If you say it, do it. Don't, don't hide it. When you make a mistake, own it. Um, Your team will be better and stronger for it. So with that, that concludes another episode of bold leadership and we are out of here. Thanks for listening to the show. Our show notes can be found at www.exon.co. If you liked it as much as we think you did, be sure to go to iTunes and leave us a review.